We got the movie swaps out of the way, and now it's time to talk about what we really need to talk about. Four episodes of Batman the Animated Series, uh, Be a Clown, the two Two-Face episodes, and It's Never Too Late. So, let's start off with uh, Be a Clown. Ian, you want to give us a little bit of a rundown of this episode? Yeah, uh, it starts with uh, the mayor of Gotham doing some type of speech, you know, some typical campaign bullcrap speech about how Gotham is on the up and coming and, you know, <laughs> safe. And, and literally as the speech is going on, a freaking like uh, police chase like goes right through it with these gangsters who get out and start <laughs> shooting. I mean, like perfect timing. Um, and then Batman comes and stops him. And, and Batman actually has a funny one liner in this episode. He's like, um, he puts him in the garbage well, it's not really like a funny one-liner, but it's like your typical like action, you know, one-liner at the end. But he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, garbage pickup isn't until Monday, but today I'll make an exception for you. And it's like, I feel like that's like one of the first times we've heard him say a line like that in the series. But it's true. Um, but yeah, so that happens. And of course, the mayor is kind of humiliated. Summer Gleason is like, what? You know, what were you saying about Gotham being safer? Um, and so then it cuts, or uh, and like after it, the mayor is on TV talking, and he's like. Soon, you know, Gotham will be even safer than my own mansion. Uh, and it shows the Joker in his hideout um, watching and just kind of being insulted at first because uh, the mayor puts Batman and uh, Joker in the same category. <laughs> so, he's, of right. course, instantly offended. Which um, very much from like the 89 Batman movie. Oh, yeah. With, oh, uh, absolutely. With Jack Nicholson watching TV and them them comparing Batman to the Joker and be like, how dare they they compare compare him that's to me? That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much what <laughs> I he love says. That, yeah, though I love the yeah. Joker getting mad at yeah. them, like be at them thinking like Batman is a villain. I love that yeah. he's mad at that. Yeah, like yeah. Um, but I also love just like seeing Joker in his hideout, like seeing what he does like on his own time is always interesting. It but is. um. Yeah, so then, like, you know, when the mayor says, like, you know, Gotham will be safer than his own mansion, of course, like, Joker gets a, an idea. Yeah. Uh, and then we find out the mayor's young son is having his birthday party. And so this is whole big schwindig where the mayor has invited all these important people more for, you know, like, socializing and networking than his actual son. But we find out, you know, they don't really have a great relationship. And the son, like, wants to be a magician. And, you know, his father is kind of, you know, a jerk. And, you know, just all he cares about is looking good for everyone and, you know, trying to get everyone to this party who's, like, important and stuff. So, uh, sure enough, they hire a clown for the party, so that can only mean one thing. Uh, the freaking children <laughs> comes to this party. Maybe don't a, hire a clown when yeah. you're in a city known for a big criminal that's a clown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. Maybe. I feel like yeah. all the clowns should maybe migrate to Metropolis or something. Yeah, seriously, it's like it's kind of like it's just across the water too. Yeah, it's like any German who had the last name Hitler after World War II was like, <laughs> oh, we should probably change our name. Yeah, poor. poor um, guys. <laughs> but no, of course the Joker comes to the party disguised as another clown, Jekko. Um and so like you know he starts doing these tricks, and the little boy is like, uh, the son is infatuated with him because he wants to be a magician and stuff. Although clowns, and magicians aren't the same thing, but they. Apparently, clowns can do all the magic tricks that magicians can in, in this series, but that's okay. Um, right. So the Joker tells him, like, you know, to be a magician, you have to, like, you have to run away from home. Well, I mean, uh, but, but clowns usually do magic. Yeah, but not, like, they'll do, like, little sleight of hand stuff and, like, more gags, I feel like, but an actual, like, really big, like, David Blaine tricks or anything like that, but whatever. Um, yeah, so he tells the kid, he's like, if you want to be a magician, you got to run away from home. 
like find a act and then steal it. And so the kid, you know, is like inspired. And uh, of course, Bruce Wayne comes to the party because you know he's, he's one of the people you got to invite if you're inviting all the people in Gotham. Um, but then uh, Joker, you know, of course, is not there to entertain. He's there to you know kill people, despite the fact that this is a birthday party in a TV show for children. Uh, so he gives a candle. <laughs> I, I mean, it's really, right. it's like, it's really like messed up if you think this about it. This is like, a really, this- really dark episode. A couple of episodes. We'll get into the others later, but man, yeah. this is like when the show does not care about being tailored just for kids. Now, but, um, but we've seen this though, because we talked about in the last time we were doing it. I mean, we have you know slave labor camps, and we have oh, a yeah. children's slave underground yeah. camp. Like it's, it's not. But now, now we're about to now we're friendly. Yeah, now we're about to get into mental illness and drug addiction and child murder or that's, child death. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but yeah, so he lights the candle uh, for the birthday cake, but of course it's a stick of dynamite, uh, and then leaves. And uh, Bruce Wayne, like, it's a great scene where like he says goodbye to the mayor who's talking to Bruce Wayne, and like you know, Joker leaves and does his famous laugh, and you just hear Bruce go like that laugh, and it's like he instantly knows. And then of course he looks at the candle, and there's a Joker freaking like face on it. And yeah, it's maybe like, oh, don't what? put a Joker face. Well, again, like, uh, I mean, if, if Bruce Wayne weren't Batman, you'd be in the clear. But, you know, unfortunately, we all know, you know, that's not true. But, um, yeah, so Bruce, you know, saves the day. He pushes a cake into the, the swimming pool and it blows up. And um, so, of course, you know, the mayor is, like, no, pissed no, no, off. You, no, you, but, but he doesn't push it into the water because he can't just go in and save the day oh, yeah, as he, Bruce Wayne. He, so yeah, he, he, Clark, he Clark Kent's it. And That's true. He pretends to be a klutz. Yeah. Bumbles down, falling, and then crashes into the cake and knocks it into the into the water. That's true. That's a smarter play, yeah, because it's actually thinking about like, yeah, you can't be Bruce Wayne and be saving people. Right. But um, yeah. So then, like you know, um, Bullock comes is investigating, but they find out that the mayor's son is missing. Um, and it turns out he's stowed away in the back of Joker's car because he wants to, you know, learn how to be a magician or a clown or whatever. All right, now, so, now, now, before before we keep going, I want to talk about uh, Mark Hamill's performance ooh. in this as uh, as the Joker. Because not only is he doing the Joker, he has to do the Joker playing Jekko yeah. as well, which is Mark Hamill doing just a straight-up Edwin impression. Pretty much, yeah. And it's fantastic. It is. It is fantastic. Now, for those of you that don't know Edwin... Pretty famous comedian from long, long time ago. Um, did a lot of stuff in the 50s and 60s. Um, but actually started all the way back in the 20s, his oh, first wow. his first thing that he does. But a big-time comedian, did a, several TV show episodes, had like his own show for a while, the Edwin Show. Um, but a bunch of bit parts. Of course, most people, I know him from, uh, he does an episode of The Twilight Zone called One for the Angels, where he plays kind of like a, a traveling salesman. Um, but then most people are going to know him, obviously, from Mary Poppins, where oh, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, Uncle Albert laughing on the ceiling. And that's where most people are going to know him from. But that that's what Mark Hamill's doing as Jekko. He's doing Edwin. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, no, yeah, this is one of the, the better uh, Joker episodes, for sure. It is. Um, yeah, so, of course, the kid goes back and you know, he confronts the Joker, who he still thinks is Jekko, doesn't realize he's a Joker yet. And the Joker, at first, is, like, annoyed. He's like, what is this kid doing here? And, like, almost, you know, reveals, like, who he really is. And then he's like, oh, well, I have the mayor's son here. And, like, you know, he keeps up the act and 
kind of takes him under his wing, even though, of course, you know, he has something awful planned. And um, I forget how uh, Batman tracks him down, or I guess, yeah, Batman finds out where the Joker is. I forget how. Uh, well, he's, I don't know how. Were there cameras at the party? Yeah, I mean, there's a photographer, there's a photographer, yeah. Well, Batman, well, later, Batman is watching, like, videotape of the party. Yeah. I don't know who was videoing, but... there was a, Yeah, there was a guy videotaping. Okay, uh, oh, there was? Oh, yeah, okay. there was, yeah. He was, at first, he was taking pictures, and then he was videotaping. Well, he's watching that footage back, and he sees the Joker talk about the great prosciutto. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is who he, he, like, who he stole his act from, apparently, but really it's just a clue to where he's actually, his hideout is. Yeah, because of the, the theme park where he's hiding out, there's a attraction that has a great prosciutto or whatever on it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, of course, Batman, you know, tracks him down, goes to um, save the kid. Of course, the kid wants to stay with Jekko because he doesn't know he's a Joker. Uh, Batman gets knocked out by some gas, um, you know, but he has to get caught sometimes, somehow. Yeah. Uh, wakes up, and he's in a straight jacket upside down in a water tank that is slowly filling up with water. And, uh, you know, so the kid and the Joker watching it, and the Joker's like, oh, you know, this is the next trick. How is he going to get out of this one? But, of course, he has no intentions of Batman getting out. And so, like, literally, Batman's, like, Jeez. drowning. And the kid and is, like... He's oh. he's forcing the kid to stay there and watch yeah. Batman drown. I mean, yeah. he's basically trying to turn him into another Joker. Oh, he really is. Which yeah, is really creepy when you think later on to Return of the Batman Beyond Return exactly. of the Joker. Yeah. And what he actually does with Tim Drake. Yeah, and the fact that they're, they're doing it in this TV show. Yeah, if you My think about it, yeah. Grief. Yeah, but freaking Batman, man, he holds his breath for like two minutes. Yeah, and very uh, long. He's like Tom Cruise. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, which, granted, I mean, you can't do it in real you life. You know, it's but, Tom I mean, Cruise held his breath for what? Like 10 minutes or something? Yeah, Navy SEALs are taught to hold their breath for 10 minutes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know how it's physically possible, but somehow you, just, you can somehow train yeah. yourself to do it. So definitely Batman could have all oh, people. Yeah, if anyone would have trained themselves to hold their breath, it would be Batman. Yeah. I mean, Aquaman would be the only one who could beat him, probably. But... <laughs> well, he doesn't have to hold his breath. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so they're like, uh, like, and soon the kid is like, no, he's, like, dying. And Joker's like, no, leave it alone. And so the kid, you know, freaks out and tries to, um, you know, help Batman escape. But then, you know, Joker finally shows who he really is. And it's like, you know, stupid kid and goes after him. But, um, yeah, he breaks the glass and then Batman gets out of the... Uh, the straight jacket and then kicks the uh, glass open, but just in time. So he goes running after the kid. The kid, you know, is running from the Joker. They all end up on a roller coaster. Um, and, you know, Batman goes and uh, chases after them. There's a big fight on the roller coaster. Of course, Joker gets thrown off into the lake or into the pond nearby. So, you know, he's not caught. He's not dead. He's, of course, coming back. And then uh, Batman, you know, saves the kid before the roller coaster crashes and, yeah, takes him back to his dad and uh, you know he forgives his dad and it's a happy ending so we don't get a return to the joker scenario thank god but uh yeah uh and that's yeah. pretty much it for the episode well yeah and it's uh it's pretty cool there's a lot of cool little moments in here like when he first runs away from the joker and the joker's trying to track him down i mean it's like something straight out of like a slasher film yeah yeah I'm trying like, to like him just slowly tracking him down and he's doing the thing where he like is knocking his cane against the fence. Yeah. Just like yeah. slowly. Like, it's like the oh, ending of the man. shining almost. Yeah. 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 It is. Uh, I mean, it's creepy. And then, it is. and then they're on the roller coaster. And of course 
Joker has blown up part of the or, track. Did, does he blow it up or is it just out? It, it gets blown up somehow. Okay, yeah, I thought so. And so, of course, Batman is trying to get Jordan out, but of course, Jordan is afraid of him because kids are afraid of Batman. Batman. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty terrifying. But he finally somehow gets him to somehow gets him to trust him. I mean, and also think about he uh, Jordan has not done too well with authority figures. Yeah, I mean, his dad isn't doing that great with him, and then now he just trusted the Joker. Yeah, so you can see that being you know, not the most routine psychological scenario for oh, yeah. a kid, especially with someone like Batman of all people. Yeah. 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 Now for but sure. He, he eventually does trust him and then Batman's able to save him, which is, uh, I mean, little things like that are just not done in, in cartoon shows. Oh like, that's God. So, no, that's so well written of yeah. normally they just like, Oh, just the character is just afraid of Batman or whatever. But it's like, it goes so much deeper than that in this show which what they've set yeah. up like everything makes so much sense yeah and or as soon as like such detail as soon, as soon as the joker is out of the question and be like oh batman just saves him but just yeah just a little hesitation about yeah kids don't trust batman or kids are terrified of batman but then also this kid has obviously through this episode been through some stuff so yeah it's like the little details like they don't do that anymore and then we get the great moment we get the batman thumbs up moment <laughs> yeah which is awesome That's good. oh yeah. it's awesome i love it with the kid when he when he gets him back to his uh to his dad, which is pretty yeah, awesome. No, very good episode, very solid episode. It is definitely yeah. a great yeah, Joker just the, episode. Just the idea of a freaking Joker, like I can imagine like doing that in a movie or like a TV show, like live action, like the Joker going to a freaking kids party and just planning something terrible is like oh, like ugh, just chilling. Yep, and uh, all right, yeah. This episode was the 11th episode that aired. It aired on September 16th, 1992. And interesting with this episode, the original idea was actually to have the Joker kidnap Jordan. That was that was the idea of, you know, oh, he, he sees that the mayor thinks his house is the safest thing ever. Well, he's going to kidnap his kid. Sure. But, of course, they couldn't do that. Yeah, I'd be able to. With the censors. And yeah. so they made it to where Jordan just stows away. That works it, even better. Yeah, but it works great, and it's not, not nearly, and not even like there's. It doesn't lose anything with the yeah. creepiness or anything. No, no. So that's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, nice. Some other things. Uh, let's see. The title of the episode was taken from the song "Be a Clown," popularized by the Pirate which I have no idea what that song yeah, is, yeah. but apparently that's the thing. Um, this is the first time in the show where Batman's knocked out and finds himself trapped. When oh, he yeah. Awakes. Of course, it'll happen several more times, but this yeah, is the first it, time. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, Joker doesn't want to take off his mask. Or nope. <laughs> in any of the... Well, but that I believe. We've talked... You know, that, that's that been explored before. The Joker doesn't care. You know, Joker of all people, is. for sure, yeah. Um... Let's see some other things with this. Uh, the uh, the trap Joker attempts to kill Batman with is, of course, the famous Harry Houdini water torture trap, which he uh, could escape it in like two minutes. Yeah. Um, For the prestige. Yeah, 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 and the prestige as well. Um, let's see. Jekko's comment that the great prosciutto was a ham uh, refers to 
to the fact that prosciutto is the actual <laughs> Italian word for ham. Yeah, it's pretty. And then another thing, Joker. yeah, of course. But another thing, Tim Curry was the original voice of the Joker for the right. first six episodes, and then at the very last second, they recasted with Mark Hamill, and then he had to overdub the already finished episodes, the first I think five or six. But mm-hmm. Tim Curry's laugh can be heard in this episode um, with the robot clown that Batman comes in contact with at the uh, at the the carnival. Oh, that, I need to go back. The laugh that that clown is doing is is Tim Curry, and it's the oh, only wow. time in the whole show that Tim Curry's voice is used. I need to go back and actually pay attention to that. Yeah. So that's uh, you know. That's uh, some pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff there. So yeah, that is that is uh, be a clown. Well, now we get to one of my favorite episodes. These episodes really... stink. They're horrible. Oh my god! Yeah, don't even don't even try. I mean, like th- to me, this is probably where the show really like took like really like everyone started paying attention. Like, okay, this is something special because I mean, I really I just count it as one episode. Um, because I mean, it, it practically is. This yeah. is the first time we've seen a two-part episode in a series, but like, I mean, just two, the whole Two-Face story in this is so incredible. And like, again, just way ahead of the target audience, way ahead of its time. I mean, oh my god! Like, yeah, I. Well, I mean, I guess we should just get into it, but yeah, it's um, uh, it's, it's so good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, like, it's not bad. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, the whole, because we've seen Two-Face, I mean, we've seen Harvey a couple episodes already. You know, they've established the kind of friendship him and Bruce have. Uh, so this episode really, literally starts with Harvey having, like, a nightmare um, about, you know, his kind of dual identity, his twin personality, whatever. I mean, basically, I mean, he's basically suffering from, like, bipolar disorder, right? Yeah, or, I mean, pretty, least, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we, we, you know, they they start the episode I mean, I off think, with that. I think it like it starts as bipolar, I guess, but it it ends up obviously just going into like dual personality almost. Yeah, yeah. I forget what the difference is, but um, yeah, it's it's really again. Talk, I mean, we're already talking about mental illness, and you know, I, I love it because I I love that this Harvey Dent like his his fall is less about like you know him just inevitably inevitably becoming two-faced because of you know that one bad day scenario where this is like more of like someone just slowly losing a battle with like an illness like there's just a little difference to it where it's like two-face has always been there and it's just a matter of time before it slowly comes out and it's like oh because like to me two-face is the second best batman villain right behind joker i would agree i totally agree because it's a perfect like dichotomy with you know batman about who is Who's Batman? Like, who is wearing the mask? Is it Bruce Wayne or Batman? And then you can do the same thing with Harvey Dent, where it's like, you know, is Harvey Dent the, the you know, lover and district attorney the real Harvey Dent, or is Big Bad Harvey who just being suppressed the whole time? Like, it, it's perfect. I also um, love the fact that it, it, uh, like, it gives a whole other reason for why Batman would want to save him even yeah. more so. I mean, obviously, there's the the aspect of Bruce Wayne being longtime friends with Harvey Dent. Right. But on top of it, with it literally being like a mental illness. Yeah. It's even more of a reason why you would want, to, why you would care about a, a villain. 
Yeah. Because, like, whatever you do to heart, uh, whatever you do to Two Face, you know, throw him in prison, you know, he dies somehow. Like, it's, it's like there are two victims, you know, it's like, because right. then the same thing happens to Harvey, who may just be innocent completely, and, you know, maybe Big Bad Harvey doing everything or Two Face doing everything. So, yeah, it's like there's even more sticks to it. Yeah. So, uh, this episode, it starts with Harvey Dent. I mean, it just, it immediately starts with Harvey Dent dreaming. And he's dreaming about Big Bad Harv, and he's trying to keep it away from him. Um, and then he ends up waking up and uh, trying to Let's see what 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 did he start with? They're 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 planning a raid on like oh yeah, one yeah. Of Rupert Thorne's gangs. gangs yeah, and so they end up taking it down. Uh, Batman helps, of course. And they have a freaking rocket launcher like in Die Hard. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. But, uh, <laughs> so, and then as they're leaving, though, one of the guards and starts antagonizing Harvey, and then he snaps and just starts to beat the crap out of him. Yeah, it's a great scene where, like, Batman, like, has to stop him, and then freaking, like, you know, Gordon is like, Harvey, like, everyone, like, the whole, all the reporters are looking at him, like, and he just realizes, like, oh, crap, what have I done? Like, yeah, it's yeah, a really he, good scene. Yeah, he kind of wakes up and is kind of confused and wondering what's going on. Yeah. But uh, that's just, I don't know. I, I, I like this a lot. Again, this episode is very, this take on Two-Face is very different than yeah. the original comic take on Two-Face, which normally is a problem. Not in this case. Not in this, and also with the other episode that really put this on the map, Heart of Ice, which we'll yeah. talk about in, in, oh, yeah. in not too long. That's another one where they pretty drastically change the origin of these but villains, works. but do it so well that yeah, I man, I it I, works. I, I, I this is like my favorite version of Two Face of like you know how he becomes Two Face. I mean, obviously, I love the comic version. I love the Dark Knight uh, just as much too. But yeah, this one for whatever reason, it just feels like the most tragic and uh, I don't know, like the most like just like unavoidable almost. You know. Well, but, also. Um, it's it's interesting because we see, as we talked about earlier, he's doing this, like he has this issue before yeah. becoming Two Face. It's not like yeah. a cause and effect type thing. Like it's yeah. already there, which is different than the way it was normally portrayed. Yeah, but, no, um, it's it's great. Uh, so we see that start to happen, and we see that happen several more times it happens at one of his campaign um, rallies cuz they find out that yeah, the it... warrant wasn't complete so all of those people they just took down are are being released and then that's kind of when it comes to a head and his his girlfriend or his fiance grace. fiance grace and um, bruce and commissioner bruce. gordon are kind of telling him he needs to like he needs to do something about this like you can't just keep going along with this yeah, issue the whole thing is yeah he's up for re-election and yeah. um you know he's campaigning and then of course after he freaks out on his assistant or whatever at the freaking fundraiser like at that point like they can't hide it so yeah grace and bruce are like no you need to go to therapy and uh and that's another like really mature theme about the whole like stigma behind um therapy and stuff where he's like no I, I can't go he's like you know if, if voters find out they'll lose faith in me it makes me look unstable you know it makes me look weak, weak or whatever mm -hmm. um so again really mature like again like there's very little like the only action in this episode is literally that opening raid and then at the very end where uh 
uh, you know, Harv goes to Thorn or whatever, and you know, the accident happens. But like the most literally all this episode is like just drama and like yeah, it is personal story. This is also the first it's, it's episode. Crazy. It's the first episode with um, Rupert Thorn. So this introduces Rupert yep. Thorne to this this world, which he's going to be uh, one of the, you know, just the the crime boss basically of the series, and yeah. Um, yeah. so he's uh, trying he's trying to take down Harvey Dent because obviously Harvey Dent's done a lot of damage to his his businesses, and he's has it out. He, yeah. You know, Harvey Dent's whole thing is about tracking down Rupert Thorne. That that's his in game at this point. Yeah. And um so he uh tasks his one of his assistants to find dirt on Harvey Dent so that they can, you know, try and bring him down. But anyway, so he goes to therapy and that's where we find out the backstory with this Harvey Dent, which is where yeah. he you know, was was bullied as a child and but never re- released his anger, always just kept it in. Because he didn't, he didn't like releasing it, didn't like being angry, and then he eventually does and and attacks the bully, which works, you know, because that's the way bullies work. Sure. But then he finds out the bully was hospitalized. Now it was <laughs> totally unrelated why he was yeah. hospitalized, but he thought it was because of him, and so he then basically vowed not to get angry again, which is horrible for anyone's yeah. mental state. And yeah, so especially if you're young. Yeah, just bottled up all, all this anger his entire life, and it basically created another personality that's always angry, which is so like so brilliant. It's like again, like for a kid, for a kid show to be doing stuff like this. My God, mm, uh, yeah, I know it's so far above what anything else does like this. Yeah, and um, you know, but like, but but they do a great job too because they do it with him as a kid. So yep. it, it works for a kid audience because, I mean, kids can relate to being bullied and stuff like that. So they kind of yeah. tone it down for kids, but it but it, it it's perfect. It's totally oh, yeah. it totally works. So eventually, as he's doing these sessions, like she finds out that and then she hypnotizes him and brings out the other Harvey who then attacks yeah. her and she realizes this is not good. But he, of course, is like, I can't you know, I can't be institutionalized or anything. Yeah. Cause I'll completely derail the campaign. Right. So he's like, I'll do whatever it takes. So I'll come to more sessions and stuff. And this is where the, the Rupert Thorne's assistant finds out that he's doing this therapy. So then they try and blackmail him and that doesn't go over too well. Yeah. So, no, so they, 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 they get his file and then they, you know, they call him like, Hey, you know, we, we have this about you unless you want to go into the press, you know, meet us. So Harvey goes to meet them, and of course, you know, Bruce is like talking to him on the way out, and he knows something is up, and you know, Harvey's like, "Don't worry about it." And so, of course, you know, Bruce changes into Batman and quickly follows him back to Thorns, of course. Yeah. And uh, and there they just taunt him with his his record, and they read about the whole you know incident with the bully and stuff like that, and you know, appendicitis or whatever. And um, and it's great because they're like, "Yeah, it's like basically you're gonna either start helping us, or we release this to the press." And yeah, you're credibility as a district attorney is done and you just see him like starting to boil and the sweat coming down and you know his eyes get like dilated like it's so good the animation it is um and i just it's like my favorite scene is um i you know i forget what they say but they're like you know they finally give him an ultimatum and he snaps like you see his face go from like you know 
stressed and like sweating and then you just see like it wipe over completely and like it's just completely normal and like cool and i love it it's like um you know uh uh thorn is like you know what do you say about that and he's like there's only one problem he's like you're talking to the wrong harvey <laughs> like you just hear the voice change and uh oh my god it's so good but you know of course batman comes in right when that happens and harvey just starts wailing on them and, um because like yeah, Harvey's like huge. Harvey's like I think bigger than Bruce Wayne almost. He's like a big dude. Um, yeah, it's great. Because yeah, in the Telltale games, like he's great. He's like he's he's just as big as uh, Batman. So like it's it's perfect. But um, yeah, it's like you know that scene obviously happens where he starts punching all the henchmen and stuff, and Batman gets in on it. And um, of course, one of the henchmen draws a machine gun, and I guess they're in a factory. Of course, you know they got me in a factory of chemicals or something. Right. Um, I don't know why Thorn, but I, mean, I guess he has a bunch of fronts and stuff. Yeah, but uh, sure. Yeah, so Harvey ends up near the chemical vats, and uh, the guy shoots the the electric panel, and you know it short circuits and goes into the chemicals and blows up right next to Harvey. And uh, you know the Batman goes over and catches him, but you know as he rolls him over, you know he sees something's happened, but we don't see. You know, and it just and it cuts to Harvey in the hospital. Wait, uh, now oh. obviously this is different from the comics version yeah. the comics yeah. version it's carmine falcone, falcone and uh salvatore maroney yeah and maroney is the one who in a courtroom throws, throws acid, acid yeah. on the face of uh harvey dent and that's you know that's how it happens there and both course, are good is, this is both very work. different than that but now the only thing with this one there's no way that explosion only got half of them no no no, no. no way absolutely no. not but it's fine to be fair, though, it does get, like, his body, like, you see his hand is also, uh, it's not just his face, but, um, but yeah, no, no, totally, like, his whole face would be gone, like, just going off of where the explosion happened and, right. like, how the railing was blown up. But, yeah, so it goes to him in the hospital, and um, it's a great scene where the, the doctor is, like, slowly taking off the bandage, and he's got, like, the nurse behind him, and he's telling him, oh, you know, it's, you know, a successful surgery, but we've already scheduled, you know, the plastic surgeon, you know, because there is some scarring. And then, you know, they just take off the bandage and you just see like a glimpse of like what his other face looks like. And, uh, but the freaking nurse, which very unprofessional, yeah. like if, if you work in a hospital, that's the one thing you don't do with the trauma victims is like immediately when you <laughs> show them, like, you know, like freak out. But, um, but yeah, no, the doctor freaks out and the nurse freaks out and drops her, you know, tray or whatever. And, uh, I love it because Harvey's like, give me a mirror. And the doctor's like, I, I don't think you should. And, he, you know, he just goes off and he's like, give me a, Give me a mirror. And, um, of course, as that's happening, Grace is about to, you know, walk in, you know, just bringing flowers and, like, there's, like, lightning and Harvey's, you know, freaks out and, you know, goes into the hallway. And it's just, like, great iconic shot um, of the lightning going off in the window. And then Grace is like, Harvey, what's going on? And, like, you know, he turns to her and you see his face. And it's, like, the coolest freaking Two-Face design, I think. It is. It's awesome. Yeah, because it's not just, like, burned or whatever is like completely disfigured it's not just like purple it's like it's green it's it's like green and it's like his his eye has gotten like bigger or it's like and more exposed and it's like his, his lip is like, white yeah his like lip is like droopy like his chin is even like his whole jawline is different like oh it's so cool looking it's, but it's um great. but yeah you know grace is horrified and and that's where the the episode ends and it's my god is it a freaking masterpiece yeah the ending um very much taken again from Burton's 89 Batman film sure. with the Joker when Joker's being worked on after he falls into the vat of chemicals by the doctor. 
And then the doctor taking the bandage off and freaking out. And then Joker demanding to see a mirror. Very, yeah. uh, very similar as, to that as well. But man, just such a great, so well done and such a great way to end the episode. First uh, two part, first two parter yep. episode as well on the show. Not the first one that aired. The two Clayface episodes actually aired before, uh, that's right. yeah. before this one, but this was the first one made. So moving on to the second one. Now it skips ahead six months. Yeah. And now we got Harvey Two-Face just running roughshod through all of Rupert Thorne's uh, different Operation fronts. I mean, he's fronts, just taking yeah. them all out. Yep. And we see yeah, him uh, immediately go down to this, like, bookie joint and uh, take it out with his two henchmen, which, of course, are twins. I don't remember what their name was now. Oh, I don't even know. But uh, they're used several times in different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um takes him down and there's a great moment where they're robbing the safe and of course one of them is like hey i found a bunch of silver dollars let's not forget about that that'll come into play later (laughs) but uh and then he sees a ring on one of the guys who's you know being held um like laying down on the ground and he's like oh i'll take this and (laughs) two-face just like no we didn't say jewelry we'll have to flip on it He's like, what? <laughs> he flips you got, the coin. You and it's like the good side is like, nope, leave it. It's like, what are you talking about? Just leave it. That's... You gotta you gotta consult coin. That's a great that's a great moment. Yeah. Um so of course now Rupert Thorne is like, Well, this backfired. <laughs> I, I was trying to take down Harvey Dent, but I made two face. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do love how they're like one of the guys is like Man, how are we gonna stop him? And then I think the the girl assistant was like, "Stop him! Yep. We made him." Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. I forget her name, but she's really good. Um, yeah, I don't remember her name either, but she like yeah, Talia. she is good. Um, yeah. But um, and of course they have come up with the idea where they'll use Grace, the girlfriend. Yeah, they'll use Grace to try and find him. She poses as a police officer, gives him yep. a tracker, or gives her a tracker, and says, "If you see Harvey Dent." Just turn this on, and so we can come and and help him. Help him, yeah. Yeah, help help him. That's always the way it works. Take care of him, yeah. But uh, so keeps you know, and it's it. I love how it's just Two Face at this point. He's not even. I mean, he is a villain, but he's really just going after Rupert Thorne. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not like terrorizing people or like yeah. Um, yeah. He's pretty much just like. I mean, not even a villain. I mean, he's doing bad stuff, but like yeah, just more of a. I don't know, what you would call it, foil to the thorn, really. I mean, yeah. think about it. He doesn't do anything really worse than what Batman does. No, yeah, he's not He's not hurting anybody or anything like that. Yeah, he's just, like, really screwing over Thorne. Yeah, I mean, he's he's attacking already illegal right. things. So, which is kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, um, let's see, what, what happens after that? Uh, she gives him the tracker. Oh, um, uh... Two Face goes after, uh, I guess, Thorne's attorney, um, or his like, you know, his mob lawyer, or whatever. Um, so they go to his office and raid it, and they find like pretty much, I guess, the lawyer kept records of like all of Thorne's illegal activities and stuff. Yeah, you know what's another thing I was thinking of? I was just reading something over here. Why does Batman try and stop Two Face? Because isn't Two Face's uh, I mean, whole goal can... to th- to put Thorne in jail and not even kill him? Uh, but you know he's worried about what he's going to do. Like, I guess he could be worried about like Two Face killing Thorn and therefore, you know, losing Harvey. But wasn't like Two Face's that. that would not even his goal? 
I feel like uh, he wasn't even trying to kill him in the episode. No, but like he doesn't know that. Like again, he just wants to bring you know Harvey in to help him and you know stop him before he does anything too bad. Because yeah, he doesn't know what he's really going to plan because he's kind of unstable at this point. But I guess I don't know. I feel like Two Face is doing good out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Like yeah, I, mean, I see what you're saying, but it's like yeah, come on. Um, I, I was just, but yes, just 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 something to think about. But yeah, so Batman, you know, tracks him to the lawyer's office and um, uh, freaking uh. Somehow he gets like knocked out, or Two Face like knocks him out. Yeah, Two Face. Um, Two Face knocks him out. Well, he's a big guy, as we he talked is. about. But yeah, he. And also, Batman's easily, like again. not going full bore either. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he's not trying to hurt him or anything. So yeah, he gets knocked out, and he wakes up, and the janitor, you know, finds him. And again, the janitor doesn't own mask, and thank God. But uh, you know, he yeah, wakes him up. And, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the janitor is a nice guy. He's you know, he's yeah, like, you're a right, kid. And um, yeah, and the uh, Batman finds his hand that uh, Two Face left him like a, a matchbox or a matchbook, um, and it's got like a two twos on it, or I guess it's a, like the casino or whatever hideout that um, Harvey's you know hiding out or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so Thorn finds out that freaking now Harvey Dent has like all of his criminal history and you know can basically you know screw him over and put him away for life, even though at this point I'm pretty sure he's not a DA anymore. But yeah, he could give it yeah, to somebody. Probably not, yeah. He could give it to Gordon, you know. But um but at that moment, um uh I think yeah, because he call right after they, they get the records, he calls Grace and says, you know, he wants to meet her and see her and stuff. And so like right when like Thorne is like chastising well, all of his guys. I, well, but first he uh he wants to go and see Grace the whole time, but he keeps flipping the coin. Oh, right, right. And right. it keeps yeah. coming up no, so he, he doesn't do it until it finally comes up. <laughs> yes, and then that's when he gets in, in uh that's when he gets in contact with her. Yeah, so he calls her, but of course, you know, she is worried about him. So she flips on the device, and uh, the chick, you know, right as they're talking, you know, she hears the device go off. So um, they go, and Grace goes and meets um, Harvey at the, the casino place, whatever he's hiding now. And it's like the classic Batman Forever dig where uh, half the room is like destroyed, and half the room is normal to represent the, the order and chaos, you know, that goes on between him and. He's got like his face covered with like a tablecloth or something. It looks kind of crazy, but um, you know, of course, he doesn't want Grace to see. Yeah, that does look uh, kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's very unnerving. But um, it you know, it's almost creepier. In some ways, yeah. <laughs> but um, very but Phantom no, he, of the Opera. He... Very definitely, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, she's trying to talk him into like coming back, and you know, this isn't like him. But of course, right when that happens, Thorin shows up with all of his goons and stuff, and. You know, he demands that Harvey give him the file, whatever, um, or they're going to hurt Grace and stuff like that. So that, uh, you know, appeals to Harvey's rational side. Um, and of course, you know, Batman, having gotten the matchbox, you know, matchbook or whatever, he, uh, he's also, uh, learned where to, to, where to meet them. And of course, shows up at the right time, right about when, uh, Thorne is about to kill them both. You know, Batman grabs one of the, uh, henchmen, knocks them out, and, uh, a fight ensues. Uh, what else? I mean, yeah. Uh, Grace knocks out the uh the chick, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And then Thorn, uh, or no, uh, like yeah, Harvey takes one of the guns and shoots a chandelier, and you know takes out Thorn, and he's about to kill him, but you know, uh, Batman stops him. Um, I forget what else happens. I feel like something else happens, like important. Well, in the typical um, fight. I mean, no, yeah, because like, well, because at first, uh, well, he he has to give up the file on Thorn. Right, because um, they do that 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 part. Um, after that, I don't know. the The biggest part is he's gonna 
It look, he's going to kill Thorn. Right. But then Batman throws the silver dollars. That's it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's uh, Batman Forever all again. Uh, yeah. Over again. Well, before. Yeah. Before Batman Forever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, um, that was a couple years and, after. And, and, and this actually makes sense because, you know, there's actually silver silver dollars, you know, from where they robbed all the other previous places. It's not like, you know, right. in a movie where he just had a handful of eight with him. <laughs> uh, so that actually makes hey, sense. Hey, he's prepared for everything, Ian. No, I, hey, hey, that's what other people say. I, I have no problem with it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's like, um, it's really uh, kind of unnerving scene where, like, yeah, where he throws the dollars and, like, Two-Face is, like, desperate to find his coin and he's just on the ground like on his knees like looking for it and like grace like just came and looked because like yeah it's like he's completely gone and it's a really sad image and yeah. um you know so of course you know, they take in thor and all the the people away and you know of course they have the carbian too and you know we see batman um go to a fountain and i forget what he says but he's like you know he's like you know uh harvey still loves grace and wherever there's love there's hope mm-hmm. and then you know he he flips the coin into the fountain and Wishes, you know, Harvey, you know, is completely gone, or that, that there's hope for Harvey. And it's a really, just a really heartbreaking scene. It is such an effective yeah. ending, too. Oh my god, yeah, but yeah, that's where the the episode ends. And my god, yeah, talk about freaking uh, two parter. That's amazing, but just one of the best episodes of the series of all time. It's so good. Yeah, and we got to talk about Richard Mole. Um, yes, doing the voice of Harvey Dent and Two Face, just an outstanding job. Because again, yeah, cause, he's yeah, having all... to do both voices. Yeah, and you know we have the Harvey Dent voice, we have the Big Bad Hard voice. But when he's uh, Two Face, it's like a combination of both. You hear yeah, it's perfect. both, and it's so good. Yeah, because so yeah, good. Obviously, we talk about Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, but yeah, Richard Moore was just right up there. He's so good. Because yeah, I I just love the subtle difference between big bad harv and harvey dent but yeah then you're right they they both like are are like fluctuating back and forth when he's two-faced it's so good yeah it's it's impressive what uh what he's able to do there and just just the the performance the just the uh the the vulnerability the the sadness the longing and everything that's in in his performance as two-face is fantastic really really well done Watching this, like it makes me nervous if Peter Sarsgaard is in fact um, Two Face, because yeah, it's like I don't know if he fits the bill. To me, I, I feel like we will always have a, a missed opportunity. I think John Hamm would be like the perfect Harvey Dent. I think he'd be, yeah, I think he'd be good. I mean, we again, Baby Driver, John Hamm as Buddy and yeah. Baby Driver is Great. basically Two Face. Base. I mean, it's yeah. very, it's very similar. I mean, like, it, because he's this, you know, kind of fun-loving, pretty calm guy throughout the movie. And then as soon as Darling gets killed, he just goes rampage. Yeah, yeah. At full bore, like, supervillain at that point. So, I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I mean, like, also, also, like, also like, physically, he looks like Harvey Dent. Like, he looks like, yeah, I, I feel like it'd be perfect. Yeah, I, I agree. It would be nice to see. Um... But it looks like, to be honest, I just thought about this. It looks like, uh, oh yeah, we forgot to talk about the news. Apparently, they started shooting. I I heard stuff that they they've started shooting some something. Oh, oh. for uh for the Batman. Oh, but um, another thing, have you noticed? They're scaling. Matt Reeves is scaling everything down for this movie because Robert Pattinson is so small. All the characters mm. are small. 
Yeah. Except for maybe Colin Farrell, but even he's not huge. Yeah. Like he's smaller. Oh, Paul yeah. Dano is small. Jeffrey Wright is small. Um, oh, shoot. What's his name? He's playing Falcone. He's small. Uh, Peter Skarsgård yeah, yeah, is yeah. small. I mean, he's one of the smaller, at least for Skarsgård, he's small. Oh, yeah. He's not, he's not the Skarsgård. Smaller yeah. than the other ones. Yeah. And so it's like, I feel like he's scaling down on purpose because of, yeah, uh, which makes sense, which makes sense. I mean, that, that, that make that's totally the way you should be doing it. Yeah. You gotta do, you gotta do a perspective. You can't have, you know, you can't be digging trenches like, you know, for Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> or like Fess <laughs> Parker and Daniel Boone. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like seven feet tall. Like we can't get you and the other people in the shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's a great show. I need yeah, to watch yeah. that again. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, two fantastic episodes there. And, of course, it's Absolutely. fitting that the first two-part episode is Two-Face. Yeah, there you go. Even better. There we go. Makes a ton of sense. Yeah, um, I love these. All right, some interesting things with this one. During the beginning of the robbery, the second, uh, and, uh, in uh, part two at the beginning, Two-Face says, for the next five minutes, I'm in control. That's a line spoken by Al Pacino in Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, okay. So a little bit of that there. Um... The entire line, don't bother to adjust the picture, is similar to the introduction of the class in science fiction series, The Outer Limits, um, mm. which says, do not attempt to adjust your television. We are controlling the transmission. Um, well, if, or Thor had a really good line in the previous episode where he was like, the uh, the brighter the picture, the darker the negative. Cause, you know, that is a good about, line. Yeah, when they talk about like what Harvey has to hide, I'm like, my, again, I'm like, who wrote this? Good God. Yeah, that's that is really good. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The apparently this was the moment, as you were saying earlier, that the writers really felt the series take a like a turn, like a more adult turn, which yeah. I don't believe because I, I think the last like four episodes we talked about have all had pretty adult turns to them. But I definitely yeah, see like, this I, I being like... as like a uh, a turning point of the show as far as quality. To, the... Yeah, it's like it's, they they definitely found like their 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 kind of their tone and, and kind of like their direction that they wanted to go in. Like oh, their identity. Yeah, yeah. Uh let's see. When Two Face opens his wallet to give um the other guys the cut of their money, the number six 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 is visible on the credit card. Also huh? the credit card says two face. Oh, I even so, know so I mean I guess they you know, they're just giving cards out to to whoever. I guess. <laughs> um Let's see. Of course, we talked about the uh, Batman Forever moment um, with the uh, with the coin, yep. but of course that was after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What are some other things here? So this was the first time Two Face was wearing just a uh, black and white suit, like a simple black and white suit. Always in the comics, it was like a one side normal suit, another side like kind of crazy or right d- disfigured. Like they do in Batman Forever, yeah. But this was the first time it was really just simple, half white and half black, and then that's of course been copied for the most part after that. Yeah, because it looks great. Yeah, in uh, different ways there. Of course, Grace for some reason doesn't appear in any more episodes. Seems a little harsh, nope. but uh, yeah. This is the first time that Batman's life is saved by one of his enemies. Because oh, okay. um, Two Face kicks the gun out of Rupert Thorne's hand yeah, to stop yeah. him from shooting Batman, and oh, then wow. this happens several times later on. Oh yeah, um, Catwoman saves him. 
uh, and almost got him. Joker saves him in Mad Love, which is fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Harley Quinn saves him in Harley Quinnade. Bane saves him in Bane. Mr. Freeze and Deep Freeze. Um, and the Ventriloquist in Double Talk. So several times there's some, some version of a villain tr- either protecting him or trying to keep him alive long enough so they can kill him. Uh, that's, but, uh, that's usually the case. Yeah. yeah, that is usually the case. So, <laughs> um, yeah, just a couple interesting things with that episode. Yeah, really. Again, just I cannot praise this episode enough. All right, so moving on to it's never too late. This is an interesting episode. Yeah, it's weird. It, it is kind of a weird episode. This revolves around an aging mob boss, yeah, um, named Arnold Stromwell. Stromwell, that's right. Yeah. And it's basically a turf war between him and Rupert Thorne, who's the new yep. up-and-coming mob boss. And uh, ultimately, we, you know, it's Stromwell coming to terms with, I guess, himself. I, uh, there, there's a, this is a very deep episode. There's a lot of stuff that happens. With yeah, this, this is uh, like another one, like back-to-back, that goes into like the psychology of the villain. Oh, a lot of psychology in, uh, yeah. in this episode and freaking drug use as well. Yeah, that part that part comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it uh, that just pops out. <laughs> yeah, that pops out of nowhere. Um, so and this does. I like how this kind of plays up the like avenging angel Batman, They're like yeah. kind of dark figure Batman look because it's very dark. Like the way it looks is very dark episode. Not just yeah. the material, or whatever, but just it. I think is there anything in the daytime? Uh, in this episode, I don't During think so. Episode? No, because it pretty much all takes place in one night. Yeah, um, it is kind of. Yeah, it is all one night, pretty much. Isn't yeah, because it because it, it starts with the whole the the, the truce meeting, like you know the freaking Godfather meeting, like in the restaurant, um, where Thorn, you know, and Stromo are gonna meet, and it, it was great because we get to see a little Bruce Wayne disguise uh, action in the beginning, where he pretends to be his drunken hobo who's in the bar, right. Um, but of course, you know, he's there to plan a device because he knows where the meetings happen happening so that, you know, they kick him out of the bar. And of course, this is Bruce Wayne. But yeah, so um, Sharma goes in there. But of course, you know, Thorne plans on just killing him. Um, so yeah, he plans like a bomb and uh, they all leave. And, you know, before uh, Sharma could be killed, Batman saves him. And um, yeah, like, you know, he, he like Batman takes him away, which is pretty impressive because it's like he's carrying this guy on his shoulder as he's like jumping over rooftops and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the episode, pretty much all it takes place in the same night, I think. Yeah, other than the little flashback with the kids, um, which we got to talk about that too. That's what it starts yeah. with, with uh, him and um, his brother, Michael, Michael on train tracks, and it's already setting up the differences because Stromwell has stolen candy from one of the stores, and Michael is reprimanding him for it. Then, of course, a train comes, and um, Arnold is stuck in the track and you find out later that his brother saved him. And in the process, his brother lost his leg, which of course yeah. we were introduced to his brother later, who's actually a, a priest yeah. at this point, which is another just, I mean, it's easy writing stuff, but it just works and you just don't see even, even simple stuff like that. You don't see normally in, a sh- in shows like this in animated yeah. shows. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they would, like, especially nowadays, like, cartoon shows would 
you know, just in fear of offending anybody, just stay away from religion entirely. So, like, yeah, I feel like you would never. Well, not even that, but just the 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 brother aspect of one is criminal one oh yeah yeah is is a priest and also the whole time you're seeing like these little glimpses i mean it's almost like watching darth vader in empire yeah, strikes yeah, back of, in yeah. return of the jedi where it's like this bad guy who maybe isn't quite sure that he wants to keep being a bad guy but then really doesn't think it's possible so then just doesn't then just shakes it off which yeah. we literally see in return of the jedi with yep. Darth Vader saying it's too late for me and that's kind of the the theme of this whole episode I mean that's what the freaking title is is called yeah. it's called it's never too late and that's kind of what we're following with this guy where he kind of wants to change but he doesn't think he can so he just keeps going along with it and again why what is this doing in a children's cartoon I know this is crazy but like it, it just shows you the the freaking the guts they had because it's like, yeah, it's like we're not just going to pander to kids and show just Batman fighting, you know, a new colorful villain every week. We're actually going to delve into an actual story and like, you know, explore characters, psychology and stuff. It's like, my God, it's like talk about a gamble. <laughs> yeah. And and also just the fact that. Um, shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah. And also it just keeps showing how much Batman cares about people. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, like, doing all this stuff for one of the top criminal mob bosses <laughs> in the city. Yeah, probably mass murderer. Yeah. Right. And he's doing all this stuff trying to help him. Yeah, because, yeah, Batman doesn't want to give up on people. Yeah. Right. Um Yeah, so, like, after Zach he saves him. Snyder. Oh, God. Uh, and uh, I guess CW now, too. Yeah, that, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so, no, he like, he takes him to... um like old places from his past and stuff. And then finally he takes it to his son. We find out has been addicted to drugs, you know, drugs that, you know, uh, uh, strong, whatever, you know, basically has dealt, you know, it's like his own drug empire in a kid's TV show. And they they actually say drugs. It's like, obviously they don't say heroin or anything specific, but they say drugs. It's like, my God. Yeah. Cause like his wife is there and, his wife has known about it, or freaking Batman told her. Well, and so. this whole time, Stromwell keeps thinking that Rupert Thorne has kidnapped his son. Right, so that's a great little, like, gut punch, where it's like, no, it's like, actually, you're the cause of your son, you know, being being missing, really. Yep. Um, and so, like, yeah, that hits him hard. And then, um, I forget I forget where he takes him after that. They, they go back to, like, his office. Um, I forget why. Because they need something. Um some like some documents or whatever because i remember batman's or no yeah because batman's like if you really want to save your son like you'll tear down your whole operation and and everything and this is the guy's like okay yeah we'll go back to my office i I, you know i have the records for everything and that's what we'll do to you know to like you know admit everything and and, like expose everything so they go back to his office but freaking the guy uh, you know hasn't taken batman's lesson and grabs a freaking gun off the wall and holds Batman up and is like, no, you know, I'm going to take my son and make sure he gets the treatment he needs and stuff like that. And, um, I forget what happens, like how Batman gets out of it or no, I think Thorin, uh, his goons show up too. Yeah. Cause they're, they're trying to kill him. Um, and I forget what happens after well, that. Uh, uh, isn't Robin's in this episode, right? No. Is he no. not? What was no. I thinking of then? I don't know. I feel like there was an episode of him. Anyway, never mind. Um, yes, yeah, so I think like a shootout happens and then, um, uh, 
Um, yeah, and then um, somehow Thorne ends up on like the same train tracks, and that's where his uh, his brother confronts him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's just a really good scene of you know, obviously his brother is now a priest and you know missing his leg and stuff, and uh, he's trying to tell uh, Stromwell. I keep wanting to say Stromwell, but I'm thinking Thorne. But uh, yeah, wants to tell Arthur or uh, Arnold, whoever you know that. You know, it's not too late. You can come back. You're not a bad person. All this stuff, and um, yeah, actually, I forget how it ends. <laughs> it ends with him turning himself in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, because I forget. Like Batman just kind of disappears after that. Yeah, he does. But, um... <laughs> he kind of does just just disappear. But he did his part, you know. He did, and it's very, uh, it's a very, very Christmassy episode because yeah, it's, it's a lot like the uh, Christmas Carol, <laughs> and yeah. it's a Wonderful Life. Oh, that too. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like both with Batman being that like uh, the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, kind of uh, the the ghost or the angel, like yep. in uh, It's a Wonderful Life, kind of that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's you know taking him to places from his past and and things like that. So it is it is like that quite a bit. So again, like it's it's a weird episode, but it's not like the the previous episodes where they're weird because it's like. They, they they don't really feel like they have a lot to do with Batman. This one, like, yeah, obviously it still has Batman, but yeah, the, the fact that uh, you know them focusing on this aging mobsters, you know, redemption is like, what? Yeah, but it's it, you know that is pretty interesting. We do see Stromwell later. Uh, I think the only other time we seen him, we see him, are in the uh, the Robin origin episodes. Robin's reckoning because yeah. those yeah, take yeah. place in the past before right. this happens. So I think that's the only time we see Stromwell again. I think so, yeah. Which is interesting. But yeah, another another good episode though. A very different episode, very toned down very episode, different. but still very effective. It works, yeah. All right. Well, you have anything else Ian? I don't. Again, like I mean I I, I could just keep gushing over the two two-faced episodes. But yeah, Be a Clown is really good. Um and uh, yeah, never too late. Uh, still really good too. Um, but yeah, the freaking the Two Face steals the spotlight because yeah, we don't we aren't really going to see anything to that caliber until we get to Heart of Ice, of course. But that's true. Uh, that is no, true. The, I mean, the Two Face are like yeah. I mean, we, like we a long time ago, I know we did like our top five favorite episodes uh, of the animated series. But yeah, Two Face is probably my favorite favorite for sure. Really, I don't. Think I think it was so. Your, I don't think it was your number one. Maybe not. No, it yeah. definitely wasn't. Your number one was nothing to fear. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. Rewatching now. Yeah, I think I, I think I'll go with Two Face. But again, very close. All time. Yeah. At yeah. some point, we'll do our, uh, our top favorite episodes again. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe at the end. That at some point. Yeah, yeah. In like two years, whenever he finishes. Oh God. Yeah. But... <laughs> Crap. <laughs> All right. So uh, that'll do it for this week. Next week, we're back in uh, Adam West Batman, nineteen sixty-six. Yeah, or is that, that going to be next week, or is next week going to be freaking Roger oh, Skywalker? Oh, shoot. Yeah, well, we might. Yeah, Dang, we'll see. I don't know. It all, it all depends on when I can freaking see it. I know, I know. Um, Not sure. So, we'll yeah, see. next week, we don't know what we're going to have. But uh, at some point, we'll talk about Rise of Skywalker, because that, that does come out next week. And then, but our next episodes will be um, Batman, Adam West Show. It'll be... The uh, episodes 13, 14, 15, and 16. So it'll be the 13th hat, Batman Stands Pat. Those are the 13 and 14. And then 15 and 16 are the Joker goes to school. He meets his match, the Grizzly Ghoul. 
<laughs> so uh, a lot of words in those titles. Yeah. But that's what we got coming up. We got the Mad Hatter and the Joker. So we'll see the Mad Hatter for the first time uh, coming up. Next time we do that, um, unless we just talk about Star Wars Rise of Skywalker next week, which is very, very possible. So uh, make sure and tune in for that. Follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. We'll keep it. We'll keep you guys updated on what we're gonna do and when. You get all the links to the episodes. The link to our Rise of Skywalker bingo game is there as well. So check that out. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. Follow me at Ian Bartberg. So do that as well. All right. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening to this episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.